Thank you. 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 Stop. They're loving us out there. Man, <laughs> we got those guys trained pretty well. Hey, welcome to Carbonite Bounty BS, uh, your Star Wars show. We're here with the nerds. Uh, I'm Steel City Hitch. I've got DP Brown with us and uh, a new Hope Ken. Awesome, awesome name this week. Yeah, welcome to the show. This is a review for Season 1, Episode 7 of Ahsoka, the new series from Disney+. Plus. Welcome, everybody. Good to be here. Dreams and madness all the way around. <laughs> hello, 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 Internet. Hello, Internet, and all the webs. And all the webs. Yes. You're... <laughs> Especially all the, the all the webs worldwide. <laughs> and they are wide and webby. Oh, man. Oh, boy. We're not talking about Spider-Man here. We're talking about Star Wars. No, 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 just Star Wars, man. It's Star Wars. Why does it feel like we didn't even do the reading this week? Uh, it's going to be a long class. So before we get started, uh, why don't we just... Throw it to DP and have him give yeah. you the rundown. All right. There's nerds, nerdsucksopedia.com, people, your favorite website where you get all your favorite social media platforms with us at Nerdcyclopedia on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also TikTok. All right. Please, we see you, um, you know, um, looking at us on TikTok. So we definitely appreciate that, that love and everything. Um, watching us on, uh, if you're listening to us on podcast, um, check us out on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, which is now YouTube Music. So anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, um, smash that subscribe button and also the notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. If you're watching us on Facebook, thank you as well. Um, join our Star Wars uh, uh, Carbonite Bounty BS, the Star Wars group, where we talk about everything Star Wars related. And we get, um, you know, a good community going on. Um, leave us some feedback too, nerd to nerdcyclopedia.com. We love getting all your feedback and you know giving it right back at you. Thank you very much, DP. Always, always a pleasure. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, that's terrible. All right, this one. So we had a little bit of everything here. I uh, I tell you what, what, Ken, why don't you start us off? What are, what were your impressions on the episode? Man, the band is back together. I mean, I had. <laughs> I had the whole a new hope vibe through this whole episode. I mean, we have our we have our uh, you know band of rebellious warriors that are facing you know momentous odds, and we can't even imagine what they're going through. Um, a couple like first first, I want to say that opening scene where we got our golden man back in there completely tied this very nicely to the original trilogy plus rebels. I mean, we had this all connected. <clears throat> I did wish that we got a, a hologram of Leia, like chewing Senator that Senator uh, Zanel out like in, right. in person. Um, as we never really saw Leia after Jedi, particularly like being, being a Senator. So, I think they could have maybe put that data disc in like a CD-ROM uh, player and had a hologram come up. And I would like to have heard, seen her. But other than that, I mean, this episode hit hit everything out of the park for me. Um, particularly love the end uh, battle where we are, again, treated to multiple 
battles going on in different places. A lot of great lightsaber action. Ahsoka doing her thing. Uh, coming up against Balin and not really having to show all her cards. Uh, and getting away in a cloud of dust. And the expression on his face when she got away from him was was priceless. I mean, what was going through his head? Um, and I do still, I still like where this is going. Like, we really don't know where, what his what his game is and what Shin's game is. So they could go either way at this point. Uh, Thrawn's definitely stealing the show with his thinking three or four steps ahead of everybody at the table. Um, I mean, this guy's on to dessert when everyone else is having an appetizer mm -hmm. as far as a battle plan goes. Um, and Morgan, I sensed a little bit of uh, maybe frustration. I mean, how frustrated can a, 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 a night mother or whatever her actual witch name is, how, how, how frustrated do you think she is when this mortal is kind of handing her uh, her, her, her uh, head back to her, you know, uh, belittling, belittling her and, you know, making it known that he knows what's going on. She doesn't. It was a, some really great moments with him. It's a big, it's a big win for me. Music was great too. Lots of nice battle scenes. So this was Star Wars in a nutshell. DP, what'd you think? Yeah, um, I, 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 Dave Filoni loves Star Wars. I mean, when you get a, um, you know, shot of three CP three O and everything, then you know Dave Filoni loves Star Wars. He loves him to Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I mean. Out of, I guess, out of all the Star Wars series that we've seen so far, this is the most Star Wars series that uh, that I can I can just imagine as far as like vibes and just feel and all that stuff. And it's a good thing, you know, because you know um, it, it 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 just keeps the spirit of what what this whole thing is and reminds you that um, Star Wars could really be anything, but <clears throat> when at the um, but at the heart of it, it is Star Wars. Okay. And what I mean by that, you know, it has the same, you know, lighthearted energy, you know, it has the, um, the, the, you know, battle between good and evil, you know, everything isn't super complex, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, it, it, even though we love Andor and everything, you know, that was just another element of Star Wars, but um, you can almost argue Andor wasn't Star Wars, even though it was an outside element, this feels the most like, you know, authentic um, to like the spirit of it and everything. Um, you know, Ken, you was talking about Thrawn. This is, uh, I, I find we finally get to see, well, we just got introduced to Thrawn live action last episode. So to say we finally get to see, you know, Thrawn, you know, being a strategy, master strategist is a, is a, um, a welcome thing, um, to, to, you know, establish his character and everything. You know, he, like you said, he's thinking 10 steps ahead and, you know, we're seeing like, you know, him just being calm, cool, and co you know, calm, cool, cool and collective and everything and not worrying about nothing because he's already thought far ahead on, you know, um, everything. And, you know, he's already um, anticipated like um, Ahsoka's moves and stuff um, and <clears throat> and using the time element that's sort of like against her for him, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. that was just that was just Thrawn being Thrawn. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, you know um elsbeth 
she's frustrated because she can't think that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> she's stuck in the moment. You know, she, she's stuck <laughs> in the moment and everything. So, of course, she's going to be like, huh, oh, what, what, what? Eh. You know, I'm surprised Thrawn isn't like, you know, um, just just getting mad at her and everything. But Thrawn, he, I love his demeanor and his his, his mannerisms. Um, Balin, need to see more of him, you know, but, you know, he, of course, he comes through. Ray Stevenson just comes through. Um, you know, uh, Ahsoka, you know, she, she the, the, the lightsaber battle between them two was great. Um, I would have liked to see Ezra with a lightsaber, but I understand why he didn't weld one. Because mm-hmm. to put him to have um, um, Sabine handed him all over his lightsaber or that lightsaber and everything when she had it this whole time would to me would have just felt like um, uh, it, it wouldn't have felt right. But you know, just to wrap it up. It's a great episode. <laughs> Yeah, man. And, and to me, you know, the real heart of this episode is this reunion between, you know, Ezra and Ahsoka and Sabine and getting and getting the band back together. And I think we saw so much of the Rebels cast, you know, we even, even Zeb got a mention. I mean, he got a name drop. We saw Chopper, Chopper getting, you know, to say something about his pet peeve issue, which is, uh, you know, droid uh, autonomy and droid equality. We, so we got to see a little bit of everything, and I really like that. You know, you're absolutely right, Ken. The thing that really seemed like uh, if there's a miss in this episode is that there's no actual Leia. Um, and, and that's the thing about, about Leia as a character. I don't know that you can get away without her being involved in a lot of this stuff. And mm-hmm. and that's a pretty glaring miss, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a pretty glaring omission. I think having C-3PO be her emissary makes a lot of sense in the sense of that's his – literal only job <laughs> and that's how we see him start out right mm-hmm. it's the very first thing he does in star wars but at the same time it does feel like a missed opportunity and they're gonna have to make the decision one way or the other are you gonna use some sort of uh you know computer generated imagery to to recreate carrie fisher or are you gonna like put that on top of another actress or are you gonna have somebody portray this character um we we obviously it was appropriate to have a very different actress playing Leia when she's a child, but they have to make a decision. And this is not, you know, it's a more touchy subject because Carrie Fisher isn't with us. It, you know, they, they would not hesitate to show us a CGI Luke Skywalker. They haven't hesitated to do that. So I think it's a very interesting question of what they're going to do here. And I think putting C-3PO in this scene and having this be the resolution for that piece of the plot for Hera begs that question of what are you going to do? about leia moving forward um so i think band-aid for the moment yeah for sure right i mean and and if you said hey that's just how it is going to be for a while until you know it's not too soon then i get it but at the same time you know there's any number of people that could have come to the rescue here including mom mothma herself And, and you know talk about how andor is maybe not star wars and this is more a star wars feeling Mon Mothma is the is the big direct character like between those two shows. I mean, she's on both. And so we see yeah. someone who's, you know, she's wary and she's learned the lessons, but she's a lot less reckless than she was during the uh, during the Andor years. You know, she's not going against the flow. You know, she's she's governing from a standpoint of harm harmony, not necessarily as if she's trying to do anything specifically good. And I think that's a an indictment of the New Republic as it's portrayed in this series, right? And it's it's just like this this wishy-washy 
I don't know. It's almost like the real mistake they made was letting the Empire back in at all, like any of them. <laughs> they weren't willing to take the hit and just not deal with any of the Imperials. Right. They brought him back, you know, for expediency. And but I think they're really paying the price. They they left they left them there because they understood the the landscape, the technology that the new republic now is the backbone, their their backbone was all imperial. So you had to have them there because they they knew the passwords. They knew how this infrastructure worked. They had access to the all the tech, the technology. So you had to have them there. Now, are all of them like insurgent? Are all of them are all of them uh, got something going on in the back background? I don't know. I think that's true, right? And and then you know you're you're correct about about justice, I suppose, and that there probably are some more innocent Imperials than less innocent Imperials, right? Right. But the show has also very and and Mandalorian showed us this too that there is a very healthy sort of fifth columnist movement afoot mm. with previous Imperial officers. So, you know, this, and I think that's what gives a lot of what Harris saying in the opener, a lot of weight is that we know she's right. She's absolutely correct. Is that these Imperials are planning on, you know, coming out of being doing the surprise thing, right? There's a Simpsons bit where Russia presses a button and the thing flips and it's the Soviet union. And it's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. like, it seems like that's what they're all waiting on is just some, some figurehead to come back and, and we know yeah. over time the emperor does come back mm-hmm. we know that ultimately in, in some timeline that we've seen the emperor somehow returns so um, you're saying well, once a nazi always a nazi right there's i'm no- saying that there's a certain amount of, of chocolate you can get in that peanut butter <laughs> where if the chocolate's bad enough you don't want any you of want it, anything to do anything it. to do with it yeah yeah the, the, so, the ideal thing would have been to cut ties, all ties and everything, but uh, since we know, but they didn't. But I, since I, we know how this goes, you know, it's Bale ill-fated. Is not successful <laughs> with whatever right. he's trying to do, you know, whatever that is, right? That's still a mystery here, which is interesting. And it's interesting for them to carry that mystery over to the finale. Um, it definitely seems like we're not going to be like these two threads, the extra galactic thread and the you know, New Republic Thread aren't going to be meeting next next week. So that's going to be, you know, something they're going to leave for the next season. Um, and it's it'll be interesting. I kind of want to know how they politically got to this settlement, right? Like what happened with the fall of the Empire, like how the Empire collapsed in such a weird way that ultimately people are like, well, the Emperor was pretty evil. But none of none of his lackeys really get it. Are getting a lot of the stink. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. emperor did had them do some pretty evil stuff. But everyone's sort of just like, well, you know, if I asked you to kill someone, would you do it? Nope. Well, what <laughs> if she if she asked you to do it? You definitely will. <laughs> That's the part of the story that hasn't really been told until now, because all we had at the end of Jedi was a, a funeral and celebrations all over the known galaxy that and as you watch the special edition you saw scenes from tatooine you saw scenes from and you know uh andor you saw scenes from coruscant where it just was a hey we're 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 done with this evil and we're going to topple these statues and we're just going to be all fuzzy now and happy but we never really saw that part right that's never really been told. It was supposed to be told 
in the post trilogy, which basically dropped us into an, uh, a world where there was a new order. Like it all came back. Well, how did that all happen? How was the, how, how did the empire actually still have a hold on this? We never really saw its demise and restructure. We're kind of getting the restructure point right now. We're actually seeing how that happened. Yeah. But I don't think we really got the, got the story of how it was squashed. Except there's a, uh, there's a term that's been coined by Mike Duncan, who is a history podcaster and is the, the person behind both the history of Rome and the revolutions podcast. And I'll just put it up here. He, he calls it the entropy of victory, whereby when you win in a political settlement, after you win, the winning group of into, like devolves into infighting almost all the time. Like they never maintain unity after overthrowing a government. So there's this concept that you always fracture once you get control because you always and, have to be at odds with something. Right. Other, if you're not, then what's the point of you? Why, why do you have a council? Why are there leaders if there's no one to fight against? Why do you need an army at all? Why do you need a standing army if there's no if there's no war? So that's, like that, that's, that's pretty, a question that's that begs pretty, itself. Pretty smart. So you're always assuming there's someone out to get you. Yeah, you start creating enemies or you start creating boogeymen. Well, you get a stake, right? So once you're once you're in the in the the big chair, you all of a sudden have there's consequences to your actions, right? And so when you're not in power, it's very easy to say that you won't compromise like I am, right? <laughs> That's too much Nazi for me. No thanks. It's very easy for me to push myself away from the table because I don't have a lot of skin in the game. You know what I'm saying? But once you're in charge and you start saying yeah. having priorities and you start carving things up, I mean that's how that's how you ultimately you get weak. It happens, you know, it happened, I mean, even the American Revolution, for instance, right? Things devolved until there was essentially a political um there's a political settlement where the Patriots won. A lot of the loyalists left. They went to either Canada or England. And then they carved up what was left of the United States amongst themselves. Uh, mm -hmm. And then it devolved until they were fighting amongst each other. Right. So there was pol politics like um, there's federalists and anti-federalists, but they were all anti-monarchists. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you see these, these divisions crop up. I would be interested to see exactly how like the fall of the empire like played out after the end of Jedi, because it seems like there was some sort of like, Something rotten in the bash. <laughs> they, they still had a hold. They still owned things. They still either like, like we saw in Andor. What was a big? What was the big hit that we were trying to get against the Empire? We were trying to hit them where it counted, with their money, with the payroll. So there's something that the Empire still. They're they're not. There's no Death Stars. There's no dark brooding vader walking around there's no there's no more jedi there's no more of the the visual stuff but they're still they still own something there's still ownership somewhere that has not been removed so i think it could be the economy it could be the technology because if you ask me if i if i'm looking at two sides and you can either join the rebellion or you can join the empire and i see the empire and they got big star destroyers and like lots of laser guns and cool uniforms and you know i might i might be swayed that way they had the technology they had the advanced the advanced technology over the 
say, rebellion, which became the Republic. Yeah, you, you get more attracted to what looks like strength. You get attached or attached right. or attracted to like all the shine and glitz and glamour and stuff. I mean, I yeah. think Pitch is making a real great point um, about, um, you know, not having skin in the game, you know, um, not not being in power and stuff. But once you get into that situation, you like I said, you could either create a new boogeyman or the infighting just starts going to like tenfold. Where beforehand, everyone was on to like a certain point. Then all of a sudden, no, we don't have this enemy to defeat anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, what else are we going to do? Yeah, you know? What are we going to do? Who are we going to yeah. who are we going to yeah. fight now? Let's we got to fight something. So let's start fighting each other. You know, yep. the other <laughs> thing is, let's say. You know, parliamentary system, just for ease of, of div- divvying here, you have a 90% historical hit. <laughs> you have 90% like uh, normal, right? No Nazism, bad, right? And 10% of the seats are the Nazi party, right? So that 90% is going to say, I don't want to work with the Nazis. Why would I ever want to work with the Nazis? 90 to, z- 90 to 10, everything the Nazis want, right? Well, over time, that 90% devolves into 46, 44, right? And that 44, once that once their priority is to be brought from a policy standpoint, oh, I know who's got 10 seats. You know what I'm saying? I know who's got 10% the of the votes that we can grab. The Nazis. So yeah. what some of the stuff they want to do is not that bad. I mean, come on, clean parks, you know, high, highways, some of that stuff's like not the worst the policy. Big, big shiny buildings. I mean, they got they, they the new yeah. cars, they got all kind of stuff, huh? Right. They're a favorite the sports thing is all right. But oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's not great about the nine. You can't let all, some of it. That's the thing about Nazis. You can't let some of it in. You let all of it in, right? You you can only open the door or not. Yeah. Um, so what's happened here is that is that some faction of the New Republic government that's in power is willing to collaborate with the Imperials, and that has gotten them into power. So that's yeah. why their and coalition the government's open. acting like this. And the door is open to the Empire. Yeah. Um, and all that I, mixing of, like, you know, ideologies and stuff, you know, you can't... You, you're dealing with like I, I guess you want to call them human beings or whatever. You're dealing with like personalities that um, I guess don't fully understand because you know no one is totally no one person is totally in control. So of course you're going to have this intermingling of crap, you know, and something has to fight through. You know, something you know that that the alpha whatever is going to have to 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 rise up. And um, a person like Thrawn sees all the. <laughs> Yeah, sees everything that's going on, and it's ten steps ahead of everyone. So, you know, who's best to come in and you know lay down the beginnings of the first order? Yeah, and it was amazing that he had this whole thing. He was—he's not even worried about Balin or Ahsoka. Well, Ahsoka—he could care, care less. He's on to—he's on to something else. He's been loading up the. Whatever the cargo is, coffins. Yeah. It's coffins. It's like we're almost full of coffins. We can leave very soon. We have all the coffins we need. Whatever they needed to get off this planet, as far as cargo and whatever uh, mineral or ore that they've been mining, because that's the empire. They they've been to to make all the tech. They have to mine all this weird stuff from planets where loath cats live, and they have to completely rape the land. To get all this stuff to make the TIE fighters and make all this stuff, whatever. And he's been doing that in the background. And no one even, we don't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the that's the cool part. We don't even know what it is. So it's like this thing, it's like a it's like a third, it's a third character. 
in the, you know, it's a third baddie that we don't really know who it is yet. And Morgan was so focused on Ahsoka, sure. like that, focused on Ahsoka. I just did that. Yeah. Uh, that, that Thrawn just overstepped her and she was like amazed that that whole, that, that, that could even happen. Yeah. It's like she didn't even know who she was dealing with, but. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's funny like that. Oh, touching back on to a point where Hitch was talking about um, Organa, um, you know, Princess Leia and everything, and how, you know, they're going to have to make a decision at, at some point on what they're going to do about that. I told, wholly, you know, wholly, wholeheartedly agree. You know, he was talking about CP3O being like the, you know, the, the emissary and everything, you know, for this. Another thing I was thinking, they're going to have to address Luke Skywalker at some point throughout mm -hmm. this whole thing, yeah. you know, um, because everything that's going on for the 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 um, siblings not to be involved in it is it just doesn't. I mean, because of the timeline and everything, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's not right. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know what they're going to do, but if they have to recast, um, I'm I'm fine with it. But they, it has to be addressed to me. Mm -hmm. I think you're. I think it has to be addressed because we know Leia knows what's up. Like now that you've brought her into the ring, you can't leave Luke out. Because for one, Luke would know something weird. Like I feel like Thrawn returning is going to be big news <laughs> to everybody, you right? You think big, big news? So I think Leia is going to be. You know, I think Luke would be like, "Oh crap, I feel that." I probably probably ought to give my sister a call and ask her what's going on, even if he is in meditation zone at the wherever he is, Masai Temple. Jedi Academy. I don't know. Whatever Luke, whatever Luke's up to, he needs to deal with. He needs to get involved in this, especially because we've been conditioned to think that he will get involved with a Star Wars TV show, and we've been conditioned to believe that A one characters do get involved here. Leia's kind of involved here, and we all probably agree that if this were ten years ago, Leia would have showed up. <laughs> it's not yeah. ten years ago, yeah. but if it was, she would have showed up in there. Um, so you know, I, I think it's interesting. Like, did you guys know that after World War II ended, that um that Winston Churchill lost the election in 1945 to maintain power in, in, uh, in England. Did it you guys was a know popularity that? contest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it was because the people, the, 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 uh, the Brits clearly felt that he failed them during the entire engagement and left them to, you know, just be bombed endlessly for night after night after night. And he didn't pull the trigger when he should. Well, Part of it, part of it actually comes down to his, to him wanting an austere uh, governmental uh, monetary policy, and it being kind of inappropriate for rebuilding after a war. But uh, suffice to say that the, they kicked him out, and he came back ten years later, right? Mm -hmm. So if if Leia is anything in, in Star Wars after you know after the original trilogy, she's the Winston Churchill of this Winston. group. And it's interesting to see her being in charge of the Defense Council. And you know, Ahsoka also telegraphed this reverence for the rebellion that's 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 out there, right? And there's this moral authority that rebel leaders have by showing us the um, that ceremony at the beginning of the series, where all the people are going to get together and celebrate the Empire's destruction day, and that they revere these these heroes that got rid of the Emperor. Well, Leia and Luke and Han are probably on the short list for most. They were left involved. out. Yeah. 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 So like Leia showing up and being like, Hey, I was involved with this has a lot more to do with all the stuff she did during the rebellion 
and how Mon Mothma doesn't have the political muscle to push her off the Security Council even like five or ten years later. Leia's still running the show when it comes to the fleet. And it's because <laughs> she's basically like, I don't know, like the Admiral Zukov. <laughs> like that's who she is here, where she's like, okay, well, we beat the uh we beat the uh the Emperor the Empire. So now, you know, are you gonna challenge me? You're gonna challenge me, Leia Organa. <laughs> You're gonna get into like a, a, a ball measuring contest with me. Good luck. Like, right? Uh so I th- I think you know. What's going on with Leia is important for the pol- politics of the rest of the series. And I think they are actually doing a decent job explaining why she's the holdout that's in charge of uh, mm-hmm. of the uh, the resistance later on, right? Yeah. Because it seems like we're in for some sort of coup against the Galactic Order here uh, in the Empire's favor, too. It's, it's, coming, it's coming fast because you can't have all this happen. And it's it, interesting because I even thought at the end of this episode, I thought, oh, that was too soon. Just give me five minutes more into this. Mm-hmm. I just want to see, I want to see how, how Thrawn gets back into the game. Okay. I just, just end the episode with that. Cause now we got to wait, you know, but we got to wait a week and then we're going to have to uh, wait a long while for anything to, to come back, you know. And it's a, it's a damn shame because yeah. they introduced so many new connections in this episode that, you know, why why do we need to wait years now to see how this all plays out? Like why why is why are they doing that? You know, even we even when Luke when Lucas was in charge it was it was a little frustrating, but you know, every two years you had a movie. I mean, and you knew it was coming, and you had the merchandising and everything to like kind of tide you over, you know, between between the, the, the movies. I mean, just talking from my point of view as being a you know a, like a vintage uh, fan of the series. Um, now we're, we're we're I mean we're looking at like two or three years before we're going to see how this story plays out. And I think they've really, I don't know. It's kind of like a tease. Like they've really exposed too much to us. I feel like um, a lot of things really drop with that um, Rangers of the Republic or whatever series that, um, that they decided not to do. Cause I've, I'm, I'm feeling that a lot of the politics that they want to talk about um, are, Yeah, yeah, that we're supposed to be in that. But they're interspersing it, you know, between like the Mandalorian this and I don't know what they're going to do with the Skeleton crew when it comes out. But um, all that still has to be addressed. And actually, to me, to me, a lot of my interest lies towards like the political stuff and everything. So but I know I'm, I'm not going to get that. So I'm fine with what I'm seeing, with, you know, with Ahsoka here. Um, and it is it, it's sort of feeling like it's, it's more than than just like Ahsoka show, you know, for the most part. Um, I mean, just to talk about some other elements and everything, we got to see, uh, you know, Ezra, you know, in action using the force <laughs> with no lightsaber because he no lightsabers, insisting he doesn't need one. You know, I he had has a, a gun, force at his back, and is he right? <laughs> it's like a golden gun from Golden Eye 007, right? Like, psh, psh, psh. oh man, um. And what was in the, too, the training scene with Ahsoka and the and the in the uh, training tapes that Anakin, yeah, recorded for her. And what was the significance between he did twenty tapes? Yeah, and that was the last one. Yeah. So yeah. 
there there had to be something there. Like she even said, she even made a point. Ahsoka was like, and and that was the last one. He left me after that. Well, I mean, it just told me that we're going to see many more tapes or a few more tapes of Anakin Hayden Christensen, you know, pseudo pseudo training her and everything with those tapes. <laughs> She's going to rewatch them then. Yeah, pretty, 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 pretty much, pretty much, you know. So he's he's not done with this series, you know, come second season. Steady work for Hayden. That's good for everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, we like I said, we got to see, you know, Ezra using the force, which was pretty decent. Um, I I still want to see something more grand with him because I still feel that they're downplaying his whole comeback when we from from what yeah. we last left with you know him in Rebels, you know. Um he keeps saying, okay, well, it's just time to go back home and everything. Let's get Ezra back home so we can, yeah. you know, get this show on the road and see exactly, you know, how, how stuff is going to go down. And if Ahsoka season two, let's just call that Rebel season seven <laughs> or season and, five or whatever. And you know? shouldn't, shouldn't Thrawn be a little more aggravated that Ezra is back in the picture? I mean... Because that scene where, because because Ezra basically thwarted his entire game, yeah, by expelling him to not not to not to the never regions, not to the uh, unforbidden zone. He sent him to another friggin' yeah. galaxy, like far far away. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this wasn't just a like a short prison term. Like you're going to do 20 years and you know easy. No, he ejected him out of the galaxy completely. How so, many how many times harder should it be to do what they do here? Like it seems like it's weird because it seems like from a mathematical perspective, it should be many millions and thousands of times harder than to get hit this exact star system in a new get another galaxy, right? Because that's so so. I mean, you think and it's inside a galaxy, you zoom out and the whole galaxy's here, and the, the new galaxy's like three miles that way because of how far apart stuff is in space. So uh, shouldn't it be like way harder to go between galaxies than this? It seems like more than one person figured out how to do it like in a week. That's, <laughs> yeah. It should be a higher yeah. bar to entry a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. And how long should it take? How long were they in transit? Like a year? Because it takes you a week to go yeah. across the galaxy. Again, we're talking many thousands of times further. Yeah, Ahsoka has been traveling in that whale for a long time. Like <laughs> I thought it would have been funny if they made that whale travel like relativistic, so it did take like forever. She gets there, it's been ten more years. Oh my god! Oh, oh Thrawn's been gone for ten years. They get back to this galaxy. It's like just way later. All everything's done. Everything's in fire on fire. Yeah. 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 They oh, that's a they do get to see it like you know pretty um pretty easily you know the beam's already there and stuff and um we got we got um you know um ahsoka trusting the space wells you know the purple to um you know to find it you know i how you like well how do you know where they're going to lead us where we're going to you know where it's going to go and she just smiles at him and everything and you know kind of weird that um that sabine didn't Think when 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 Ezra asked her about um, Ahsoka, and she didn't exactly say that you know she she thought she died. Yeah, it know? was too much. It was too much. She I, couldn't tell him all. Is, of her. is 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 that is that how you took it? I yeah. thought it was just weird that she just didn't say that. You know, and just left like a little smile on her face. You know, um, how would you how would you explain to somebody 
let's just continue the history lesson. How would you explain <laughs> to somebody um, how World War II happened? How in in let's say ten minutes? How would you? Yeah. Explain okay. That? Okay. Not, I mean, not if you put it in the context. You know, she had to go through like the battle and battle indoor. You know that we won and everything, and you know it's a, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot that went on that that he didn't. Think about explaining that to someone in like from 1938. Be like, okay, so there's there is in everything is made of atoms. <laughs> you got to start there, right? You have to explain to what the atomic bomb is. You yeah, have to be Steve like, Rogers. Yeah, Steve Rogers. America came along, and you know what? What all happened in between the time that he got, you know, got got put into the ice? And stuff. You got to tell almost the whole story, and then go, okay, so while all that is going on, the United States is doing, and then you have to go on and then be like, so they dropped the bomb. They'd be like, what? That's insane. Yeah, it was. It would be too much. How would you explain to Ezra that basically everything fell? Everything basically fell apart. You know, and, you know, we thought everything was good. But yeah. then it all collapsed and everything yeah. fell apart and Ahsoka's yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. She didn't know. And, and I'm here even in though another galaxy. I let Thrawn, Thrawn come back basically to find you. You know, yeah. no big deal there. That's a pretty big that's a and that's something to drop on. How about this? Sabine's probably like, you know what? If I tell Ezra that I opened the gate to to allow Thrawn to come back. Where we ex- where he expelled him to? How how pissed do you think Ezra would be? He'd be like, I went through all this to get rid of this guy, and you're telling me you opened the portal because she did, right? Basically, Sabine gave the map over to Balin, yeah. didn't she? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. It was her fault. Yeah. It's and her then, fault that Thrawn is now able to get back to where Ezra expelled him from. How would you the, explain that to your buddy? And then the whole first half of that episode, Ezra was like, yep, I've been fine. Just totally fine. Me and the snail people that got me this caravan, I've been and, driving around this, the planet. I've been yeah. cool the whole time. No so stress at all. Like, I'm keeping this a secret for now because uh, I, I like where this is at. And I, I'm getting like three squares a day and I'm like protected. <laughs> and, and if I tell, if I tell my, you seem like you're in a good mood, you know, yeah, you're in a good mood. You're like, like hippie that. dude. You look like Jesus. You know, I mean, you got all, the, you know, I'm not going to go tell you that I basically undid what you did. We'll save all that. Why. We'll save all that for if we make it back to the, the home right. galaxy. Yeah. We'll let you know on the way. If those we'll whales come back or whatever. It's like 8,000 years travel time. Well, I mean, what, what what's going to happen when Ahsoka starts, you know, yakking, you know, yakking her mouth and everything, you know? Ezra's going to... She's going to look at um Sabine like, you did what? <laughs> Ezra's going to be like, like, why are you trying to teach a blind person how to tell what color like you know filter they're looking at they're never going to be able to tell you that they're, they can't see it and, and like i love that sabine's like up oh, ahsoka's been training me and that's was like oh yeah that's pretty great i guess <laughs> that, he's like you must be doing real good work <laughs> he's like you're blind and you can't just be like you know uh, it's like sure from uh you know from rogue one and he's blind and stuff and people be like you know oh you can't see shit so i i enjoyed that little that little double take that he did <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I remember you were getting trained before. You uh, 
Oh, you, uh, really? That's, yeah. that's oh, great. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. What else <laughs> are you not telling me? Wow. So the so you're being trained as a Jedi, and the Emperor's dead. Hmm. Mm. Emperor. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things are better left unsaid at yeah. the moment. Yeah. But. So Ezra and Luke I, I, have to meet. Like that's I I think the other missing connection here is that we need to know what's going on with that with Ezra and his relationship to that Jedi temple that we see in this in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. We need to know if if is this a situation our our, our colleague T Mitch has talked about Boken Jedi and Council Jedi and Dark Jedi and all the different mixtures and flavors of Jedi that there are. Um, is this a new thing? Is what we're seeing, right? So I. I think that's another really interesting question is how are we going to see all these things be integrated? Is Ahsoka going to go to, is Ahsoka like a member of the staff? Like, is this going to be a Hogwarts situation where now we're meeting all the professors? You know what I mean? And Sabine's going to be the professor of not using the force for anything. <laughs> how, how far, um, how far, when will um, Kylo Ren be born? Um, it would be a convenient reason for Leia not to be around right now. If she was busy with child, with, with, uh, with a child. Or having a child, or gestating a child, or considering having a child right. with okay. CGI Harrison Ford, <laughs> which we can still do. They could do that right now if they wanted. They could bring. They could do that today. Hey, well, I mean, they, they wait too got, long. They still, got, they, they still got Alden, you know. So um, that's that's, that's, true. that's that's the backup, you know. I, I would accept Alden and everything. I would um, too at this point, right? Yeah, he did you know what I mean. Job. He was. I, I still think he was good, and I think if you at, literally etched Harrison Ford's face on his face, that's an A plus movie. <laughs> I, it's so terrible to even say that, but how do you separate? Like, there's only so many. Like, you couldn't. You, like with Indiana Jones, right? Like, you wouldn't make a prequel, a prequel, and have it really be Sean Patrick Flannery anymore, right? It would. Well, you wouldn't use the adult grown Sean Patrick Flannery to play that part. You use the Harrison. You use Harrison Ford, and you'd see Jai's face onto whatever you were going to do. Right. I, I. I think you know. Han Solo and Han Solo being the huge movie star, I know it did not. I know it was not meant to be that way, but making him strikingly recognizable, I think there is something to that, and what that has meant for the legacy of that character over time. Mm. Um, the fact that that's Harrison Ford, you know, you're watching Star Wars because Harrison Ford's in it. It's not Spaceballs <laughs> because that's Harrison Ford on TV, right? Like you know right away which one it is. It's not Bill Pullman. That's Harrison Ford, right? That's Chewie, not Barf. <laughs> <laughs> not John Candy. Right, it's not John Candy. And that, you know, Ken, that, that speaks to maybe, again, our, my perspective, right? Because you're, you know, your experience with Star Wars started with the movies and no, you know, just because of when it was, like no home video, no Nothing. replay, none of that stuff. And for me, like growing up, Star Wars was on TBS all the time. Like it was on TV a lot. So it was just around. And, and that's something that maybe is different now that it's it's all gated on Disney Plus and all the good stuff's on there. Yeah, it, it, that's an interesting point because if I wanted to see it, I had to go to the movies. I had to go to the theater. It was a, you know, it was a you know, something I had to actively do. Uh it eventually came home for video, but that was like rare and not too many people had VHS players and right. you know, it was just and it was never on TV. I don't think it was on TV until our our era, our generation, where it was actually on television. Like you said, uh, Steel City, where it was on TBS. And even then, it was it was very rare that you'd catch it because you'd have to know when it was going to be on. And <laughs> I think now we're 
we're looking at it, we're so immersed. And I think that's a great, a great thing because it should be. This is a great story. And I think I think the the the, the writers, Filoni particularly, they're they're bringing it back. They're bringing it back the the soul, but it's we we can digest it easier because it's yeah, well, we can just that, that, that spirit is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and all these points that we're making, like we're just looking for more. We're looking for more. And are they going to give it to us? Are they going to give it to us in in nice, evenly spaced out chunks? Or are we going to like have to wait now to find out how this all plays out? Ugh. You know, one thing about this series that's that it has it has in common with Andor is that I would watch a like Tales of the Jedi style series about any of these characters fleshing their backstory out. Like all of them. Any, you know, any of them. Yep. Ba- Balin, Shin, like all of them. Shin. Morgan, like I want to see those night those night mothers. I want to know what their deal is so bad. <laughs> like I want to see how they got to this point. Tales of the Jedi animated or you want like a live action like, animated's uh, fine. Animated, like fun. I like I like how they fleshed out Ahsoka's backstory and Dooku's backstory, like in, yeah. in Tales of the yeah. Jedi. I, I'm what I'm saying is that they've created a nice like a mix of characters that's very rich in that there's they'd have to go way down, like you'd have to go below Enoch on this bench before I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I need to know all that. Like, like, you know what I mean? If you showed me the Genesis of the, of the snail people, I'd be like, let's keep it to 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and so something, something that occurred to me, and I guess it's circulating the internet and uh, my wife mentioned it, but the night troopers are wrapped in red ribbons. So there's speculation. Like what, what do the, the mothers what have they done? Is it a healing element? That's a good point. They still go down just as easy as other Star Trek. Right, right. Yeah. They go down They're just as special. easy as any uh, Star Wars, <laughs> any Stormtroopers. You know, they may, may hit a little more accurately, you know, with their blasters. I didn't see them really kill anybody. Three dudes in a row go around the corner the same way. Right. They fall down. Yeah. But they're wrapped. And at first I thought they were painted like it was like, like, uh, like blood. You know, it was uh, like a shock just to intimidate the enemy. But in this episode, we saw them moving and they were ribbons. They were red ribbons that were wrapped like bandages. So are they bandages that are like maybe soaked in blood? Are they like, is it a healing thing or control? Is it a way that the guarantee that Thrawn has ultimate control over these night troopers? There's a lot of speculation on the internet, and I I don't know. So I think the thing, the three colors that are interesting with the night troopers are the white of the armor that seems like it's the original stuff, and then there's gold, and gold seems like a repair of some sort, like something fixed. Mm. And that like the chimera, we see that it's all messed up and it's got all those gold parts, and the Enoch's face is all gold right here. Like that's what it seems like a repair. But the red, like if you were doing like a theater production of Romeo and Juliet or some Shakespeare or whatever. Right. And someone got stabbed. You might use red cloth, right. And just pull it out of like a pocket or something to denote blood. Right. To denote injury. Right. So it's, it's not, I don't think a coincidence that the night mothers are all wearing that red. Like that's their color. Like all their powers and stuff are red. We don't even have red lightsabers really. Right. In this in this show, we just have red means the night sisters. So I think it's very 
it's very weird and obvious that there's some sort of dark side blood magic -y thing going on here where, you know, why are we taking all of these? <laughs> why are we take, emptying the crypts, guys? Like, that, why are we doing that? That, that is, that's a weird behavior uh, in any show, right? To go, well, first we have to empty the burial grounds. Like, that's not something that would sound mm. normal ever in any, you know, in any show. And maybe it's just that it's Halloween season. And this is the season... It's, so it's pumpkin these, spice time. Are all these troopers like? Are they like zombies? Are they are they dead and are they undead? Have they been recycled clone troopers that have been brought back by some dark magic of some sort that the the night mothers are capable of wrapping them in these red bandages and bringing them back? So these soldiers have all been killed during the Battle of Andor. Or the or the Battle of Hoth, and they've been brought back now, undead, completely compliant, and they will do whatever you tell them to do. And they're under some mystical spell of some sort. And I mean, but they did as soon as they got the retreat order, they hightailed and ran. So there's still some human element to them, but are they under some sort of magic? control because of these ribbons that's the dream when you have having an army or soldiers that will reply to your command without any hesitation or question is the dream of any any conqueror i think in um and there's a book called the education of cyrus by an old greek general named xenophon and there's a point where cyrus after a battle is is talking about all the great feats that he saw and everybody oh you slew this champion and he singles this one guy out and he says hey i gave the order to retreat and you were standing over a guy with a sword about to kill them, and you just stopped and left. Hmm. And he says, this is the guy that I'm going to reward the most because he did what I said so fast and right away that he didn't even bother trying to collect the glory of killing this person, right? It didn't even occur to him to matter. Listening to me was what's most important. And I think we talk about the political ramifications of the changes in the galaxy far, far away. This is the advantage that autocracy has over, over democracy, which is one will, singular will, Nobody listens. But the question that, you know, I know I think has been answered, but some people don't think has been answered, which is stronger, the collective or the individual. Right. And I, I think that Star Wars in a lot of ways is showing us that, yeah, ultimately over the long run, the collective is stronger. But the, you know, the individual can get gain purpose and gain buy in and can really make a huge dent on that. Uh, and, and I think Star Wars is really showcasing those two things. And that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean it's and it's prescient too, you know. Um, which which we're not happy about. <laughs> no, nobody's happy that that's prescient. Because yeah, Thrawn prescient would want that. Thrawn would want that. He needs well, that he because when he gets him, yeah. when he gets an idea and he knows how something's going to play out, so he's already ten steps ahead, and he knows where he needs his military to be. He needs soldiers that are just going to go do it. Like, whatever. And I think we've seen over these different series that we're enjoying now, we've seen, like, no buy-in. We've seen Imperials with, like, no real skin in the game. We've seen them kind of thinking about themselves and their families and not really completely invested in the, uh, the Imperial idea, the concept. Uh, I think Andor had a lot of that. I think Andor showed us 
stormtroopers that were like, I ain't, I ain't going down like that. Nuh-uh. <laughs> they just didn't care. <laughs> They're just like, uh, you know what? Uh, I wasn't that bad to you guys, and I'm just going to hide. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go this way. This is the, there's a lot of like noise over here. I'm going this way, and and there was really no uh, uh, what's the word? There was no uh, they weren't held. Their feet weren't held to the fire. Basically, fire like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. Like they are now. I think with this magic that Thrawn has control over, I think now we've got feet to the fire. And we're gonna have we're gonna have a huge, huge battle at some point. And it's it's gonna be we're gonna all be thinking we're gonna be sitting in our chairs like, wow, how's this gonna work out? Is this are the good guys gonna win or the bad guys gonna win? And who are the bad guys actually? Like what what constitutes a bad guy? Yeah, it's it's very like you know um, questions on like the definitions of good and evil and everything. Uh, it's just a matter of perspective, you know, who's actually ultimate good because we see like you know these the the, the quote unquote new republic, they're not, they're not, they're, they're just acting, they're 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 all out of sorts and everything and can't get themselves together and stuff. So you know, it's almost like ripe for Thrawn to come over and you know um, take over that descent. So. And, and write the ship like even that senator uh ziano is that how you say his name i mean he's kind of a jerk yeah <laughs> well it's an age-old question he, would he you supposed to be a good guy and he's kind of a jerk well he's a fifth colonist right there's a bunch of them apparently but the question i think that is, is pretty age-old in politics is would you prefer a competent tyranny or an incompetent dem- democracy <laughs> like which oh, would you pick boy. and a lot of people Whoa. seem to be thinking about picking the competent tyranny. <laughs> That's what's happening to the Star Wars universe right now. Uh, Prescient. I, I'd oh rather see things running, you know, running in in in, in a positive direction. I mean, running, it, you know, it's working uh, as opposed to a lot of fighting and nitpicking going on where things aren't really getting done and no one really knows what the objective is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, until somebody gets killed over it. So, <laughs> yeah. Would you rather a bunch of people get shot and the trains run on time, or have the trains be a little bit late? Getting like, shot. Pick... Am I getting shot? I don't know. The emperor. The emperor was put the was putting the kill hammer down. <laughs> Pretty yeah. good. Like yeah. Mario. I don't know, like anybody anybody who opposed him, and you know, <laughs> yeah. Especially the right. Is that? That's it. That's what the Emperor does. All right, everybody. That's Carbonite Bounty BS for tonight. Uh, Ahsoka Season 1, Episode 7. This has been your review. Check us out on our website, nerdcyclopedia.com. I sent us feedback at nerds at nerdcyclopedia. And uh, for the rest of the nerds, this is the way. This is the way. (laughs) 